Bowl, the Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to episode 22 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bernstein, alongside Dan Bernstein and our producer, Rick Camp. So we have gone through three games, all of which have been against West Coast teams, L.A. teams, in fact, two against the Lakers, one against the Clippers. They started off with a good win in L.A. and then against the Lakers and then had a poor effort against the Clippers and a tough 11-point loss last night on Wednesday against the Lakers at home. And as always, we find the Bulls 10th in the East because it seems that that's how we tend to start these updates. The Bulls are currently 36 and 40. Atlanta is 38 and 38 and is ninth, just either percentage points or tiebreakers ahead of number nine Toronto with the identical record of 38 and 38. So the Bulls are trying to at least get in the eighth spot because that gets them a another opportunity to win a game if you're in the other game the way the tournament sets up you lose you are out so I don't know I I don't know what to make of it I I think this is one where a little bit of Patrick Beverly giveth and kind of taketh away yeah let's let's start with the Lakers the the win at Los Angeles against the Lakers the Sunday afternoon win that I want to say was a delight to watch it really, yeah, was. it really was. It was a fun game, and they played hard. And just when it seemed they were ready to blow them out, the Lakers would hit a few threes and stay connected, and the Bulls didn't wilt. We were joking. We were looking at the fan duel odds and thinking, do we fade the Bulls? Not, not that I was going to actually bet, or you were, but I was thinking for entertainment purposes, when would we mark the point where we would have faded the Bulls? And for the first time in a long time, it would have been a loser. Yep. And the first time in a very long time, I remember there was a game, I think it was Philly, but I could be wrong, where our producer, Rick Camp, bet when the Bulls were up 19 at some point in the second quarter during a home game. And after that, they never led by more than 19. They ended up losing by 10. And it was the Clippers. It was against the Clippers. Okay. Earlier in the year. Yep. And... So ever since that moment, I've been thinking when the Bulls have a 15-point lead and the and the opponent just starts to hit a few shots, then I'm like, okay, they're going to lose this game by 12. And this was the first time they didn't, or at least the first time in a while. Zach Levine led the Bulls with 32 points on a blistering, well, not blistering, on a yes. on an efficient 13 of 19 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. DeRozan only had 17. However, he went 2 of 2 from 3-point range, and Patrick Beverly had 10 points, which for him is a lot, on 4 of 7 from the field and 1 of 3 from 3. They had a really solid game. Kobe White had 13 off the bench, and Drummond had 12 off the bench, and we will touch on him later in the episode. We will. Drummond had more than that. Drummond had 12 points and 8 rebounds in 17 minutes and finished a team-high, game-high, plus 20. It's one of his best games, and he was spry, too. He was actually moving really, really well. 
The this game will be remembered, however, the foreshadowing in this game was all the stuff that Patrick Beverly was doing and all the trash that he was talking. This is a game in which LeBron James came off the bench, coming back from injury for the first time and knocking some of the rust off. And it was late in the game that That being said, he also had 19 and eight off the bench. Yeah. That's, that's him knocking the rust off. And Beverly hit that little sort of sweeping hook and the too small, and did well, the, I? I think that was that was a joke. He smiled as he did it. I I think that was a that was. I I agree. I agree. But he poked the bear. Yeah, and 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 we'll talk about that when we get to the third game. So that was a really nice win. Well, also D'Angelo Russell didn't play that game. Correct. That, that, I I would say that's more important than Beverly having a little fun after winning a game by ten points. I I, I think that's a little bit more significant. Where. It it showed last night how much D'Angelo Russell really matters, but it was it was a great win. And after that, I was feeling pretty good. And then the Clippers game happened. But uh, now yeah. the, the number that stands out in the one twenty four to one twelve loss at the Clippers was this: the Clippers were twenty of forty from three point range. Nicholas Batum, who I, every time I see him, I forget he's still playing. And every time he shoots it, I think it's going to go in. You know why? Because, because it was it very close. Does he, and, 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 and he was splashing it in as Neil Funk would say his eight threes on 10 attempts. I, it felt like every one of them absolutely snapped the very bottom of the net. And he also he, didn't, he didn't attempt a single two or free throw. That that that's basketball, man. I the Bulls, I will say, have been shooting more threes lately, and they they shot a lot against the Lakers at home. They just didn't fall very often, which really killed them. Because uh, the I will say though, teams that shoot a lot of threes, you'll either shoot yourself in or shoot yourself out. And I'd rather see them lose while taking a bunch of threes than lose a, a close game because they don't take enough. Yeah, so last, I'm, last I'm, game, I'm, 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 that shows a little bit of progress. I actually heard Stacy say the Bulls have got to stop shooting threes. And I just, I was, I was like, no, no, they don't. They just have to shoot more of them and make more of them. Make more of them. And we'll, we'll get to what happened in the home game against the Lakers. But Eric Gordon, also similarly ageless between, between he and Batum, it was like 70 years worth of, of, all right. NBA. You, you don't have to be that disrespectful. They, they, what I think they, I know Gordon came in the league in 08, and I don't know about Batum, but he's been there a while. Yes, Gordon has been in the league since you were four. Does three. that make it seem three? three. Yeah, I guess technically three because it was Christmas, right? So Gordon was five of nine from three point range and was attempting deep, like Dame Lillard kinds of threes. Now, what the interesting aspect of this game to me came afterward. And so assess the validity of what Billy Donovan said, and not just the validity, but the motivation behind what he said. Because he was asked to, Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic asked Billy Donovan about all the three-pointers that LA was reining in. And first, Donovan started with a generic answer about, well, we let them get rolling and they saw a bunch go in. And when they start to fall sometimes on, they, they, guys, build confidence confident yeah 
But then he said, our defense has to always be concerned about protecting the paint. As as And he was intimating this, that the structure of their defense has to be concerned. He said, then it's harder for us sometimes to get out to open shooters. And, I, and I'm watching what the Clippers were doing, just bing, 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 just pinballing that thing around to open guys and skipping and reversing and all the stuff they did was just a, a, a clinic from that old veteran team. And Ty Lue is that coach. He's he's a better coach yeah, than good. I thought. He's good. But Billy was saying, that when, when, when he said that, and I'm not saying he's wrong. I, I agree with him. I understand that they, they have to concentrate harder on stopping penetration and and essentially protecting the rim. It sounded like a cry for help from a coach who for two seasons now has been asking for rim protection and still doesn't have it. So I, I, I'm not saying he was taking a shot at AK, but it's clear that he's getting frustrated with the having to defend everything without the luxury. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be Jaron Jackson or Brooke Lopez or Rudy Gobert but somebody who can at least dissuade a shot that allows a perimeter defender to not feel immediately like, oh boy, what's behind me, what's behind me, what's behind me? I'm going to give you a little question here. From my, from my knowledge, the Bulls have had two good rim, protector, good rim protectors in the Billy Donovan era. Can you name them both? In the Billy Donovan era? Yep. Good rim protectors? Yep. He was here a season before last season. Don't forget. Don't forget Daniel, that. The Daniel Tice wasn't. No. That was under Boiler. I mean, I mean, no, it wasn't. It, that was, I guess, three, okay. then. I guess three. I, I guess three. I guess then Tice, that's three. So that's one of them. Tice was really good at verticality. Yeah, he was on, on he was on the Billy Donovan Bulls. Okay. Tice is one. I guess there are three. Because those weren't the two I had in mind. Gafford? Yep. He's okay. He, he No, he's good. Nah. He's, he, he's seven he feet gets, tall. He gets out of position easily, though. He overcommits easily. He's still better than anybody else they've got. He's still Agreed. good enough. He's, he's not a disciplined, dedicated rim protector. But he's, he's just good like enough. Guy. Exactly. They, they, that's fine. Okay, who's the third? Wendell Carter Jr., Okay. He's 6'10. He he's gotten a lot better with the magic. Every single yeah, time they played them this year, he he's way better than I thought. And it's really frustrating to see what seems like every guy that they've traded really succeed. Even Otto Porter got a ring last season after they after they got rid of him. So so maybe Patrick Williams' agent is on the phone demanding a trade. God, he was so bad in that last game. I don't know what happened to him. It's like he was playing really well too. I know he disappeared in the last game. Disappeared. So let's let's talk about it then. The game against the Lakers, the one twenty-one to one ten loss. So all that stuff with you know too small, not tall enough. You're too small to guard me. And I heard Bill Wennington say it before the game. He said, "I know everybody's had fun with it." So I know everybody has enjoyed that and, and had fun, but you don't do that. You don't, even at the end of a win, even if you want to, especially knowing you're going to play a team again, 
and doing it to the best player of all time, who is you're going to get some crap for that one I, from but, from basketball stupid. I don't care. That's I, you can I, you, I've been I've been dealing with basketball stupid for thirty years. If if you do that to the best player of all time, all you're going to do is make sure you have their attention at the very least. And they and they got their attention. And the in the first quarter, all this stuff about run it through Vooch, run it through Vooch, run it through Vooch. He was he was literally, I think, for their first 13 points, the only guy who scored. Because they said, All right, you want to run it through him? Cool. We're gonna make sure that we get solid closeouts on your open three-point shooters, that we get turnovers. And they 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 made sure that the Lakers were attentive, particularly attentive late. And you saw it with what Austin Reeves did good player and when he's taunting late when he's doing his own thing and I, did you hear the audio of lebron against uh, against patrick beverly no, in the lane i did not beverly gets down into the post it's a switch he catches it against lebron and he is back to the basket and the mic underneath the basket twice picked up lebron saying oh hell no oh hell no and Beverly just sort of standing there pump faking and LeBron is literally saying hell no while he's waiting for them. Cause it's, they, they were motivated. They, they, they were, they, I think Lawrence Holmes said that you tugged on Superman's cape. Anthony Davis had 38 oh. points and 10 rebounds. He is just incredible. And D'Angelo Russell had 17 points on seven of 12 shooting with a game high plus minus of 35. He's so important, and all those trades that they made, as much as you want to say lead GM and team chemistry, all that bull crap, they're good, and they've got, they've gotten a lot better. I think Darvin Ham is a good head coach. Austin Reeves has taken a step up. They have shooters. Malik Beasley was not great, but and, and, and he was Van- terrible. Vanderbilt has given them some length and activity that they didn't have. You want to hear something amazing? This is another thing of the radio broadcast on the score gave us before the game. We used to make fun of the Lakers as early as the start of the season as being old, right? Mm-hmm. Being old, out of shape. Oh, slow. they're young now. They, they have only two players, 30 or older. LeBron and AD. AD is over 30? I think so. Wow. I think so. Yeah, that's, the, the Lakers... Went from old team to young team. And you know who's doing the old guy thing? The Clippers. Yeah. That's that's like the old guy team. You know, but they're good though. Also, getting back to the Clippers for a second, the there was something that, that was noticeable in that game that was to your point about Ty Lu and something that good coaches can do against the Bulls, especially teams that have that open up the game early with that kind of shooting. They were setting their high ball screen, whether it was just a just a single screen or whether they were doing you know, some of the the horns action that is so popular. Every team runs that double high. That Ivica Zubats and Plumley, which Plumley is that Mason Mason? They're even though they they look like they should be slow. No, they're quick. Especially Plumlee's yeah. really quick. Yeah, he was in a dunk contest one year. Well, but but both both are significantly faster than Vooch. 
And by, well, by that's, that's a low bar. But by bring, but I'm saying, but I also have good hands, and they're big, and they can by bringing those guys out there. Like they were just, it didn't matter which one it was. Getting Vooch involved out there and making him defend distance is really hard on him. And it's been it has been super tough when once he does because it 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 serves the secondary function of making him tired. And if yeah. you're making him run back and forth and defend and get up and down and up and down in a half court set, that's gonna take his legs away in the fourth quarter from his shot. And you're you're great at reading his legs on his jump shot of yeah. reading his feet and knowing whether or not you think it's going in. You you've got a great hit rate on calling the success of a Vucevic three. It's so weird. You, I always look at his feet when he shoots, and his feet are so inconsistent when he takes a three. And he needs to be square and moving toward the basket. If it's and even if it's straight up and down, I think it's going to be short. And if especially when he moves back on a mid range jump shot, even when he takes up, I'm really concerned with his post fadeaway. He's always short. The one thing that he's gotten better at from last year to this year is just those seven, eight foot jump hooks. Oh, last year was the Vooch's year of missing bunnies. It, it was crazy how often he missed them last year when they could have needed it, but it it's still, he's a really good player, but he's a really good offensive player, but he's at times very frustrating. And when you go back to that trade with uh, Wendell Carter and Otto Porter and those picks, man, God, how nice would that be? But Wendell, I would rather have Wendell Carter right now. And Otto Porter's, of, when healthy, which isn't very often, let's just make that clear, is a good player. And, and he showed that he could be a contributor to a championship team. You let go of two guys. I, I don't want to say that much about Otto Porter, but you let go of a guy that had a lot of potential and fit the system. I think Wendell Carter with this team would be way more productive than Vucevic because he's not as ball dependent. And okay. Vuce, requi- Vuce requires the ball in his hands. And we know that because before they made that trade, he was the number one option in Orlando and he was fantastic. And it seems like whenever DeRozan is out, Vuce has a really good game, especially that game against the Warriors earlier this year where he tied his career high, 43 points. It's well, it, it, it's very it, – it when you look back at it, it doesn't make much sense. It really doesn't. You can't look at trades through that lens, unfortunately. My experience informs that some guys, whatever sport, some guys – will be better after a trade because of the shock to the system of what it means for a young player, especially to have the team that drafted you, that nurtured you say in some respect, we'd rather have someone else or something else than you. Can I interrupt you there? Sure. What do you think would happen to the bulls trade of Patrick Williams? That's to the worry good, to a yeah. good situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's it. I was, I was, I was going to get there, whether it's Lowry Markinen or am. Or, or Wendell Carter Jr., I think both of those guys were in a bad situation because the Bulls were a bad situation for them in a lot of ways because the coach of the team was incompetent and an asshole. And Ooh. they knew it. And 
he should never have been a head coach. They were never properly handled, managed, developed, nurtured. They weren't, they were coached. They weren't nurtured. And it's, it's too bad. I just, I don't know that that informs what's going on here now. I hope that Patrick Williams is. Figures it out. God, he's so talented. I, I still think on balance he's had enough improvement this year, but that that last Lakers game was jarring. I I don't know what was wrong. I don't know if if he the the I, I don't know. I, I I'm tired of playing amateur psychologist. To think that pick could have been Tyrese Halliburton, like don't play average. that game either. <laughs> don't don't go back in drafts and and. Play Although that he game. was the twelfth or thirteenth overall pick, so it's not it's not like he was going to be a top five pick anyway. No, you'll make but, yourself miserable though. Yeah, let's look it, real quick at, at some of the upcoming games. So this is the remainder of the schedule. You got six games left. That's that's it. This that's is how it. far we've gotten in this season. We have six games left in this season. At Charlotte, home versus Memphis home against Atlanta, at Milwaukee, at Dallas, and home against Detroit. We also, it's really hard to predict end-of-season NBA games because you don't know who's resting whom, who has their playoff position set, where everything is taken care of and they don't have to worry. So you don't know how hard teams are playing. Remember, case in point, uh, Patrick Williams and his, what was a 34-point, outing against the Timberwolves last year. Yeah, yep, right? against, so, against Nathan Knight's Timberwolves. You love that? That's William & Mary, right? I love that guy, yeah. I, the only reason why I knew that is because I looked at William & Mary as a potential college, I, so I had to look up their basketball team, and I learned that Nathan Knight is their only NBA player in their history. I just realized you're still wearing your baseball jersey. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm in full uniform right now. It's not dirty. That means you didn't play hard. Maybe because I'm a pitcher and I'm not good at anything else. But I'm told that you weren't just a pitcher today. I pinch ran for one at bat and it was a strikeout to end the game. So, But thank you also because what I would have done probably is for no reason done a head first dive back into first at some point just to get the, up with the first The first thing... Coach Rosine told me was don't get hurt. It wasn't anything about the game. Oh, it was that's, no, it was that's a huge compliment. I know. It was nothing about the game. He just said, Don't get hurt. He said, just watch the throwback app because it was bases loaded. He just said, watch the throwback from the catcher. That's all you need to worry about because he's in the windup right now when with bases loaded. So the only thing he told me was don't get hurt. That's so. a compliment, though. No, that's, yeah, yeah. If it, when, he, when he puts you in a game because they're out of guys or whatever, who do yeah, you run for? Are, we have a sh- we have a very short bench. Jacob. Oh, <laughs> could have put a tortoise in there to pinch run. Okay, don't be <laughs> mean. He had a double. Yeah, I know he did. It was a bomb. Uh, so we know that the game at Charlotte may not include. <laughs> Look at Rick's comment. <laughs> no, he is a slow. He's he, a slow. He, he is a slow. That is that is all. Uh, the Friday game at Charlotte may not include Andre Drummond, and Andre Drummond may be out for an undetermined period of time. Drummond posted a tweet where he mentioned that he was going to be taking down his social media accounts, and he needed to take some time to tend to his mental health. And then he missed the Lakers game for 
what were described as personal reasons. And Billy Donovan was asked about it before the game. And I will say that Donovan did himself proud. He did an absolutely outstanding job discussing mental health. He talked about what DeMar DeRozan has said so publicly. Billy shared a story about being on the treadmill at a hotel in the, uh, in the gym at the hotel. And he said someone was clearly recognized him and was waiting for him to finish up and introduced himself and talked to him. And the, this fan asked if he could find a way to meet DeMar DeRozan to thank DeMar for the things that he said about mental health awareness and importance and, and uh, some of that destigmatization stuff. And he said, DeMar was gracious enough to make himself available, but Billy Donovan specifically talked about, about talking about it and about Mm -hmm. being, being forward in that regard. And apparently Kevin Love also reached out. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. To Drummond and, I, I, I'll just, you know, look, I, I have nothing to hide. And I've said this before that I'm, I'm in weekly therapy for my own constant uh, growth through anxiety and, and difficulties and always trying to be more as more aware of my own mental health as I've ever been. I think in this family, yeah, everybody's in, in therapy. I, I do therapy. Every, I do therapy every other week. Um, this is what happens when, when, when when everybody, there was a day a few months ago where every single person in our family had therapy, all four of us at home doing online therapy with our respective therapists. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I was going to make, I was going to make a joke and say, you know, when, when, when I'm someone's father and husband, it forces everybody into therapy. But that's that's just the easy joke. It's it's, it's true. The truth the, the the truth is that he's he's the reason for all of this. The truth is that well, you have a mother too and a sister. But you're the catalyst of. <laughs> you're not gonna look. I was I was trying to just say that would be the silly joke in this regard. The cool thing is that all of us are are aware enough to know that it's it works and it's helpful and meaningful and to say that, yeah, I could use a professional person to talk to, to help me sort through these things, no matter what age you are, it's, it, I, I it's want, important. it's, yeah. it's incredibly important. And I know you're going off to college and colleges are doing the, just bending over backwards to make, everything available to you and i know zoe whether it's bucknell or denison or any of the schools we visited talk openly about well maybe not richmond i don't know about what's gonna go creepy no no they probably send you away to to, what's his name father e claiborne robbins and he there you go i don't know if it was father i don't think it was father i I don't know he looked like it though he he looked like he He probably got all of his money illegally too i don't know he looked like he'd give you like a creepy lollipop and then take you to the special shed i didn't i didn't didn't like any of that (laughs) richard's gonna catch a lot of strays on the show because that was just weird there's something going on there. Oh, but, I, oh, oh! Their uh, former point guard led the G League in assists this year. What? Oh. Gilliard. Yeah, Clarence. Not Cla- Clarence Gilliard. Jacob. Is, no, Clarence. No, Jacob Gilliard, the, the little guy. He plays for Memphis's uh, G League team, okay. and he, he had like ten assists a game. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I remember I mean, watching him in the tournament. Good player. Yeah, good little player. Isn't he the NCAA leader, like all-time leader in steals or something? I think something so. like that. Yeah. I think it's me. I didn't get drafted, and I played he, he, all my he's college the, games. I, I'm a perfect college point guard. Yep. yep. Yeah. So good on the Bulls. Good on Drummond for sharing it openly. And I guess bottom line is get well soon, Andre Drummond. I hope he takes. Uh, just look, and I know we haven't gotten at all into what happened with John Morant and what is happening with John Morant, but the fact that the NBA has resources, the fact that other NBA players could reach out and be cool about these things, I, th- I think is great. And I hope it is a sign of more to come in sports when it just becomes like taking care of your, your you know, like icing down after a game, taking care of your muscles and your bones and your ligaments and you're taking care of your your mind and your mental health becomes just as routine and just as important. Yep. Let's do the OWC College Showdown, shall we? Sure. the way we do this is I give Jason three current NBA players because he thinks he knows where all current NBA players went to college. And then Jason handpicks three guys from where, whenever the meat era of my basketball existence to try to quiz me. Jason is 48 and 15. I am barely above 500, still above water at 31, 30 and two. Why don't you start this time? Okay. We are going to start off with a pretty easy one. We have Pacers point guard Mark Jackson. St. John's. Yes. I was actually at an unbelievable game involving him at the Rosemont Horizon. Next, we have former journeyman and Chicago Bulls big man Antonio Davis. Oh, shoot. Antonio Davis. He was, remember the incident with his wife? Do you remember that? No, I do not. When he was on the Bulls, I was born, basically. Texas San Antonio? Ooh! Texas El Paso. Okay, I knew it was that's a an, good one, though. Good, yeah. That's a, I knew it was an urban, like, directional Texas. Yeah. Sat- right. An urban satellite. So, okay. I, I, good I, one. Do I get a tie for that? I should get a tie for that. I, I'll give you the tie for that. Yes! Yes. And then last but not least, we have former Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. We have four Yes. We have former Bullets and Clippers forward John Williams. Uh, John Williams. He he is the man from the Star Wars. He made all of the music. He, well there's okay, there's two John Williamses. Bullets John, and Clippers the, forward. Okay, there's John Hot Rod Williams. And John Hot Plate Williams, because John Hot Plate Williams ate himself out of the league. And it's Hot, hot Plate. Okay, Hot Rod went to LSU and got in trouble for point shaving. Hot. Oh, two, no, he went to Tulane. Shoot. Oh, I'm going to say LSU. He did go to LSU. LSU. The other one went to Tulane. They were yeah. both. They were both in New Orleans. Wow. Hot, hot plate. You've had you. That was a good one today for hot you. Plate was LSU. Hot Rod was Tulane. There you go. Wow. That was impressive. I can't lie. That was a good one today. Mm-hmm. All right. 
God, I'm kind of scared. It's not like I'll no, be in I... danger of losing any anytime soon. Not... No, okay. Uh, Nick's guard, Trevor Keels. Trevor Keels went to Duke University. Minnesota guard Jalen Noel. Oh, I I think I knew this and I forgot. Uh, Josh Akogi went to Georgia Tech. I didn't He's, ask you, Josh. I know. Oh, I'm going to be so mad. Colorado? Washington. Damn, it was Washington. What do you mean it was Washington? You were going to say Washington? Yes. We well, didn't. Orlando guard Caleb Houston or Houston? Michigan. Michigan is right. You got two of three. Well done. Oh, God. That's going to. That's like the Lamar Stevens one. Ow. <laughs> All right. You got to eat dinner. You're hungry. We got to roll. Very hungry. I know you are. That has been Organizations Win Championships. Subscribe, rate, review, like, enjoy everything i don't know why I, I sounded like mona lisa Vito talking about the same color shocks size weight yes. width the everything of the same core it's a 1963 buick skylark wow sorry that was actually that was really good no it was bad no that was pretty good no and, the, and it might have been 1960 no it was a pontiac right? tempest sorry In, in in metallic green no wasn't it mint green damn it yes all right yes. I'm, I'm stopping yes. now <laughs> yes all right we'll talk soon <laughs>